Hey everyone, this is Bruce and Crystal Westfield. Welcome to the Marriage Grind Podcast. Hello, hello, it's Bruce and Crystal. This is the Marriage Grind Podcast. We are very excited to be with you this this uh, morning, afternoon, or evening, whichever time of the day you're listening to us. We just want to add value to your life. Hopefully, you have your coffee prepared to talk. You know how we do on the podcast. Uh, I like to drink coffee. Sometimes Crystal likes to drink coffee. What are you drinking today, babe? Uh, hazelnut decaf. And guess what kind of brand it is? Cameron's. That's right. We drink Cameron's in this house. And then sometimes we drink Newman's coffee. And then I drink the, the Rev, too, because, you know, they, they have an interesting interesting brand and their coffee is pretty good too so that's occasionally but this is a cameron's coffee house so hopefully you have your coffee in front of us in front of you and you're prepared to listen and and be in front of us as if you're having a conversation with us this conversation that we're having today was sparked by uh crystal's podcast episode babe I'm wondering, you know, the recent one that you just actually, um, you know, you recorded. The episode was called Conquering Self-Limiting Beliefs. And it got me thinking. And then I expressed to Crystal, like, you know, there's so many people that walk around and and they have no idea that the information or the things that they've learned over the years, some of it may not necessarily be true. Or it could be, uh, you know, filled with some truths and a lie or two and are some things we just create limitations on ourselves and i was talking to crystal about it and it made me think along with her maybe we need to talk about this on today's podcast episode you know we need to go ahead and talk about how it impacts a family how it impacts the legacy of a family how when people want to strengthen their families they may not know exactly what to do or how to do it because they have to overcome so many other things in the family drama lies secrets a whole bunch of things that are causing more division instead of bringing families together yeah and what i've seen happen is that from the past experiences that people have had they bring that into the marriage and those limiting beliefs that they've had are based on either what people have put them through um, or that what they've allowed people to speak over their lives and then they've adopted that belief and that mentality and then bring it into the marriage. And it could really harm not only the marriage, but the family as the family grows and kids are born. And then that transcends and transfers onto the children as well. So these beliefs that we have can become generational curses they can become generational mentality something like the poverty mentality to where there's not enough money we don't have enough we can't make enough and what happens is that then you have children who believe that and you have a family that's barely surviving instead of thriving you know and I think about like when it comes to us you know I think early on in our marriage you know we would talk about money and I remember you would say I'm not allowing myself to to allow money to control me or what I'm going to do. 
and I'm not going to allow it to limit my thinking because I used to do that. I used to have this poverty mentality. Right. And I would look at you like, woman, we can't pay the dang bill. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, what do you mean? I mean, I got, I have faith in all, but you know, you have to be res- at least take responsibility for the fact that, hey, you're in this situation. And you would say, well, I believe, you know, based off of my experience that, you know, one, I'm going to have the money, I'm going to be financially stable, and I'm not going to be struggling like I used to. The devil used to get me in that, 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 that thinking, and I don't have that property mindset. And I think that you and I talked about how, you know, we could be around people who can say, oh, well, I don't have the money, or they never have the money. And, but you can see them plan trips, you can see them plan to, to go and do all these activities, and they always have, they're always eating out, you know, all the time. And, and you just wonder like, what is, what is, where's that getting you? I mean, we know where your money's going because we see it on a regular basis. We see where your money, where you, where the importance of your money is, but you don't see it. Right. And you don't have enough discipline to take a step back and to see whatever I'm spending my money on. That's where the money's going. And this is why I cannot put money aside to buy that house I tell tell myself I want to buy or I tell people I want to buy or I can't get the nice car that I want to have or I can't have that that secret saving stash that, you know, like what Dave Ramsey talks about where you have to have that security blanket that $1,000 minimum, you know, or is that the breaking free? uh, (laughs) Is that the breaking free session that we told that we went through? Well, breaking free and Dave Ramsey Rams is basically the same. Okay. But, you know, the that mentality of I, I don't have enough, it's it transcends every area of, of our lives. And so as long as we have that, it's you not looking for opportunities and you not you making choices that are based on that. So you're gonna continue to perpetuate that in your mind which means that that's going to be your story because you've already created that narrative. So even if you receive money, that's why people who win the lottery don't aren't able to keep it and they end up spending it because their mentality hasn't changed. And something about working for the money you have helps you to value it more. You know, like when you're a kid and you're just like, mom and daddy, buy me this and this and that. But then when you become a teenager and you get a job or a young adult and you get a job and you have to look at the money that's actually being spent usually they have a better understanding the problem is is that in in marriage when we're saying we can't afford things and we can't buy things is you're setting your mind to that which means then you are going and you're eating out all the time instead of making your food and you're you know continuing to stay in a job that doesn't support the lifestyle that you actually want to live and it may not even support what you have and a lot of times people use excuses and say like oh well that's the hand I was dealt or that's people have overcome a lot of challenges and we sitting right here are two prime examples of overcoming mental physical um, learning disabilities all kinds of stuff societal oppression um, all kinds of, of things that we've had to overcome and we still 
have not allowed that to keep us down. So that's why we wanted to do this episode to let you know that in order to leave a legacy for your family, you have to start with changing your mindset first. And part of changing your mindset is, is first understanding that this is a process. Mm-hmm. This is a process and it starts today. And it started probably yesterday for many of you. Because if you think about what you did yesterday, did yesterday's actions lead to you securing more of your family's legacy? That's the question that every person has to ask themselves. And I think we, Crystal and I, we asked ourselves that question when we were sitting in a one-bedroom apartment that was about 650 square feet. (laughs) But we had visions, we had dreams, we had goals. And although, you you know, in that one-bedroom apartment, you know, we were barely just married, we knew we were called and destined for great things. And I think that because we knew we were called and destined for great things, we always had to keep ourselves in that mindset of, okay, what do we need to do now? What do we need to do next? But we always had things going on trying to secure our legacy. We always had a lot of activities. We were at a church leading a big ministry. We were, we had a Bible study every Tuesday night. Um, working full-time jobs. Crystal trying to start a private practice and, and then she started it. And then that, you know, having to get clients to show up and do things. And then on top of that as well, I was working at a nonprofit organization that wasn't paying me as much or at the time, I was getting paid what I should have been getting paid because I didn't have all the skills that I needed in order to do the next thing or, or anything that was on the level of my vision. So I was there for the time being, but I knew that I had to be there so I could develop some skills because I knew where I ultimately wanted to be. But we understood from the very beginning, day one, this was a process. This was something that we'd have to, we had to have habits, get rid of old mindsets. It would, it would take it, it, it took, you know, overcoming those obstacles each and every day. When one person would say one thing, the other would say, Nope, we're not going to do that. Right. And not going to lie, sometimes Crystal will say it to me and I'm getting mad because, <laughs> woman, you don't understand what I'm talking about. Or like the receipts <laughs> I made you turn in. Oh, man. <laughs> Let me tell you the discipline of trying to, to be financially secure, okay? Now, we've had, we've bought two we've bought two houses already. We've refinanced several times. We've, we, we have two kids that eat up a lot of our money, you know, <laughs> mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Dad, you know, they say, Mommy, Daddy, we want this. Or then you got to buy things for school. Not to mention our kids, they don't go to a public school. They go to a private school. So we have to pay for that. Those are things that we're willing to sacrifice to build our legacy because we want our kids to be not just, you know, financially set and stable, but we also want them to be sound uh, educationally, also socially culturally. and culturally, you know. Um, so we kept that in mind. Right, and it, it wasn't just the academics. The academics is, is an excellent school, but it was also the cultural aspect, the, what they would build in character, um, their worldview that they would build, and then also the biblical worldview that they would develop. And you know, when we're looking at things like turning in receipts and being disciplined in that way, it, it wasn't easy, but I'll tell you that that not being easy, something that I shared on my podcast this week, was that when the economic time 
in the country when we first got married was not good, although we could say it's never good. But during that time and during the quote-unquote recession, Bruce and I did not say we were in a recession. We never said we were in a session. We recession. We never adopted that mindset. We never accepted that for our lives. And because we didn't, we actually advanced. And what we did do was we invested in ourselves. We always have invested in ourselves. And that means going to school. That means personal development. That means taking not not just time resources, but money financial resources to invest in ourselves because if you're not willing to invest in yourself and I'm not talking about you know buying the latest clothing uh, fad trends designers or anything like that I'm not talking about that I'm not talking about you know jumping in and spending money on oh I need a rest and relaxation so I need to you know take a trip to Hawaii or another country or you know a weekend trip or weekend getaway that's fine if you need that if you're recharging and you're planning for your future not because you're just over there frivolously spending money because that's not going to set up your family for success you have to do as a couple you have to do what no one else will do you have to do the things that other people won't do so that five years from now ten years from now you can live that life that you want to live and if you don't do that if you don't do the sacrifices now and that takes individual choices as a couple you have to do it but it takes the individual also on a daily basis making those choices in in mind in your mindset and also in action to then get to a point to where you're living where you want to live you're never going to get there if you don't make those sacrifices now right and when we first got married, you know, I told you I was working at the nonprofit organization. Now, I love the mission, the vision. I love working with the people. I love the fact that I can go into the office later in the day and not have to have traffic and and then I can go home and not have traffic. And I love I love different parts of the job where I work with clients that needed my help. You know, not that there was that superhero syndrome, but the job was sweet. But at the end of the day, I had visions, I had goals. I wanted to buy my, my wife a house. I wanted to get my wife certain things, a car. Every man wants to do certain things for their wife. And they were only paying me $13 an hour. I'm, being, I'm just being transparent with you. $13 an hour, working 30 hours a week while you're going to school, you know, most people, they would say, oh, well, you're doing pretty good if you're going to school full-time and you're working 30 hours a week, but not at $13 an hour. <laughs> and then your wife is making double of what you're making in a year, and you're like, wait a minute. That's not, I don't feel comfortable doing that, and I'm not going to do that to my wife. So, of course, it puts more pressure on me as a man to go and make something happen. And I told my wife, you know what? I think it's time that I look for a new job. Because I'm just because I'm comfortable where I'm at, it doesn't mean that I need to stay there. And I, I know that there's things in my heart that I want to do, and I know there's things in my heart that I want to do for you, and I know the things that we want to do in our future. And it all starts right now with me making that big leap, getting out of my comfort zone, and making it happen. So I started applying for jobs after jobs, and then a friend of mine, his name's Lorenzo. I'm not going to tell you his full name, but Lorenzo called me up and said, "Hey, man." There's a job opportunity for you that I believe would really work well with your personality 
And I was like, well, what is it? He said, well, it's sales. And I was like, you know, I wasn't that big on sales because you got to hit all these goals and, you know, but every go, every job you work in, you're technically selling yourself. Even if you work in nonprofit, you have to sell yourself. You have to meet certain metrics. You have to meet certain numbers. So at the end of the day, every job is about the numbers. So I decided to interview. It turned out to be a great opportunity. I jumped from making $13 to $20 an hour. That was a huge win for me. But what you don't know, this was during the time when a recession was when this was happening and everybody was being all frugal and they were holding back and saying, well, what am I, what are we gonna do now? How am I gonna survive? We didn't hold on to that mindset. We will remind each other each and every day, we are not in a recession, Bruce. We're not in a recession, Crystal. We're gonna make things happen. We're gonna we're gonna trust God each and every day as if this is our last day. We're gonna believe that God's gonna do above, exceedingly above anything that we can ever think or ask or imagine. And because of that mindset, six months later, would I tell you six months later, I got a 38% raise mm -hmm. at my job. I went to go to help a friend of mine, you know, at the organization I was working at, we were having one, the third annual retreat for the boys to men. And I went back and I told my boss, my old boss, I still call him boss because I still see him. I still saw him as that, that the role model. Um, he was asking me how the new job was going. And I said, great. I said, I said, in fact, today I just found out that I'm getting a 38% raise. He stopped everything he was doing. He said, what? <laughs> and I said, yeah, I was surprised. I was surprised. Now this is a guy I was making $13 an hour six months ago. And then six months later, I'm making $28, $29 an hour. That's a big jump in six months. But do you see the thinking? Do you see that if you would just get out of your comfort zone and you go and pursue things because you have dreams, visions, and goals that you have to reach, that you want to reach in your life, things can turn around very quickly. You just have no idea what can turn around, what can happen in your family, in your marriage, if you just get out of your comfort zone and go and pursue what you're supposed to do. And here's, the, here's a big piece of this. We're telling you something to add to your life. This also means you need to cut things out of your life. So you have to be very, very diligent of what you're listening to, of what you're watching, of who you are allowing to speak into your life, to the lives of your family. Because what happens is your brain unconsciously, subconsciously, and sometimes consciously, but generally it's, it's subconscious. <clears throat> your subconscious mind is working on what was already said, what you've already seen. And so when you're looking at things like the news, social media, television, anything that is perpetuating that lie and those things that you don't want, that is actually leading your life and that is what you're going to attract. You're going to attract what your mind is thinking about. And, and even if you don't know that you're thinking about it, that's what can happen. And so when you're on social media, if you're comparing yourself to other people, if you're looking at what other people are doing, if you're watching any kind of media, the news, and 
you're looking at, oh man, this, this is how the recession happened. This was like all the fear that people were. And the only way that we got past that is, quite frankly, we didn't even watch the news. Mm -hmm. And back then, social media wasn't as big, so it wasn't even really a temptation to look at it. And now, stuff is, not only is the real stuff shared, most of it only has part truth to it. And then it's everyone else's perceptions. So what you're doing when, when you open up these programs, these apps, this, the TV, um, allowing people to speak to you that are that is against what you know your purpose and desires are for your life you're allowing that to penetrate in your mind so guess what you're gonna do you're going to act on that whether you say you want to or not and so you can't allow yourselves to do that and in a marriage when you have that goal and you've established that culture in your family we've done that with our kids to where just the other day, Naomi was like, I'm not strong enough. Let me tell you, she's probably stronger than all of us. <laughs> but she's like, I'm not strong enough. And we both were like on it. Don't you say that. You are strong. Like, we don't want to hear that. And so you have to establish that culture in your family and then be able to check each other lovingly so that you can continue towards your goals and not allow your brain to work on something you don't want. If your mind is doing that, you are going to attract that. Yeah. And I, I wanna talk about outside influences because outside influences can be huge when you talk about securing your legacy, preparing your family for your future, because you're gonna come across people who in the comfort zone that you're in, they don't, I mean, they might say certain things to you in that season of life that may cause you to think, maybe I shouldn't pursue that. Maybe I shouldn't do this. Maybe I shouldn't do that. The thing happened, the same thing happened to me working at the nonprofit. The, the gentleman that I respected the most during that time, he couldn't see the future. But because I was working for him, it made more sense for him to tell me certain things to get me to, to not have the vision that I had. I told him one day, I wanna go and be a, a speaker and go around and, and do talks and do coaching and trainings around the world. I want to go do those things. I want to buy my wife a house. I want to, I want to buy my wife a, a certain car that she wants because my wife, she will never tell me the, the thing that she wants the most. I have to figure it out. But the thing is, she doesn't want to tell me because she knows it's going to cost a lot of money. And I know my wife. My wife is not modest when she when she wants something. She she'll she'll be in the store and she'll be looking at things and she won't she won't pick out the the cheap stuff. She won't even know it's the it's the, it's the cheapest thing. She'll pick out something and she said this is very nice. And then I'll say I bet you it's the most expensive thing on the rack. <laughs> and it get just so, and guess what happens that it's the most expensive thing on the rack. But that's my wife. That's my wife's desire. It's her heart desire. She wants nice things but my wife will be willing to sacrifice everything just so, so we can be happy. But the the person that, that was my boss at the time, he kept trying to talk to me and tell me and that maybe you shouldn't do that. Or he was trying to talk me out of my vision, trying to talk me out of what I believed. And I'm looking at him like, wait a minute, this is not your vision. This is not your life. This is not yours. This is mine. Now, if you want me to stay here to build yours, then just tell me that. But don't tell me 
what I'm supposed to be doing in my life just because you're comfortable with where I am at serving you. Right. And that's the problem with a lot of people. They only tell you things that they want you to do because you're it's serving their purpose right now. And you have to think about the people that you love the most. You have to think about the fact that you have to provide for these people every day. You're responsible for them. And you don't want them to have a mediocre life. You want them to have the things that you didn't have. You want to create a lifestyle for you to be happy, for your family to be happy, your wife, your kids, your husband. And that means sometimes you got to tell people, I got to silence that noise, bro. I got to silence the noise. Because the noise that you're, you're spreading this way does not agree with my future. My future's telling me I need to remove that voice and I need some new voices. That means you might have to go and seek out some podcasts out there that's going to build your self-esteem, that's going to build you as a person because the reason you're listening to them is because you don't believe enough in yourself to go forward. That's the problem. You don't believe enough in your, your, your vision. You don't believe enough in what you're supposed to do. And that's why you're sitting around listening to everybody in the room and they haven't done nothing. They haven't accomplished anything, but they have a right to have an opinion about what you're supposed to be doing or what you do. That's not right. So you need to take more ownership of who you listen to and the surrounding influences. You need to get some people around you that have done some stuff. And they, have, and, they t and they can tell you, and they can go back and tell you what they did in order to, to get further along in this situation or that situation. Why? Because they were exactly where you are right now. Exactly where you are. And I want to tell those people who are listening to those people right now, you don't have to listen to your family. Just because they're your family doesn't mean you have to listen to them. Sometimes your family can be the 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 the, the, the common denominator in all the drama in your life, or they could be the common denominator of the people who are influencing you not to go after your goals and your dreams because they want to see you all the time. They want to hear from you all the time. They want you to call them all the time. When you should be using that time to build your empire, you should be using that time for personal development. You should be using that time to write out your vision, write out your goals, write out the blueprint of what you're gonna do. Because when you start writing it down, you hold, that's you holding yourself accountable to what you're going to do. And many times I see people say, well, you know, I, I was doing that, but now I'm not doing, that's because you're not, you don't have a conviction. And you get the conviction when you write it down. And when you write it down, and then you actually say what you're going to do each and every day, that's accountability. And many people do not like accountability when it comes to building a legacy. We wouldn't be where we are today without accountability. Yeah, and you guys, Bruce isn't mad at you. <laughs> He's just really passionate and he cares about you. <laughs> <laughs> so just want to let you know. <laughs> he wants you He wants you to get it. He wants you to understand. So if you were thinking he was mad at you and, and he was, you know, trying to wrestle you over there, he wasn't. He's just really passionate. <laughs> I'm just a very passionate person when I start talking. You know, because I, I remember the voices. I remember the people. Well, you know, no, I don't need, I don't need what you're saying right now. I don't need what you're selling to me because what you're selling to me is something that is not supposed to be in my future. You're selling me comfort and I'm not supposed to be comfortable. You do not grow in comfort. 
and yep. they're selling you their comfort. Yes. Yes. So when when people, it doesn't mean that they don't care. Okay. It doesn't mean that when they're saying it, they don't care. The, your family, and I'm going to include friends because a lot of people allow their friends that are closer to their friends than even their family. It, it's their comfort and their understanding and perception of things. Yes. So as, for example, you know, I left in 2011 to start a private practice. I left a nonprofit that I was, that I was working at. And I left because they didn't value me. I became, not only did I get a master's degree, I got licensed and I had more experience, education, knowledge, skills, time in the company than the supervisor uh, that they had. And they basically gave me a joke of a increase, which was like $50 a month. I think it was like, or maybe it was $1,200 a year, maybe $100 a month. It well, was a we, joke. Well, well, we were grateful for the increase, but still at the same time, it's like, okay, it's still on to the next. Uh, no, I laughed. I, I don't know how grateful I was. And I just got to be honest here. Maybe I should have been grateful. But at that time, I'm like, you're a joke. Like, I worked my tail off. I was on call 24-7, you know, working with foster youth and as a, as a therapist. And, you know, it was hard. And I understand budgets and all of that, but that was a joke to me. And so I'm like, you know what? I, I think that was just confirmation uh, for me to go and do what I needed to do. So people could say that was a secure job. By the way, it wasn't because the person who I trained uh, didn't have a job in like four months. So, um, and a lot of the programs closed anyways because, you know, in this society, in this country, we don't value mental health as much as, you know, or helping those with mental health issues as much as we should. So I, my, with agreement with my husband, I went to start my own private practice. Now you fast forward, and Bruce was working what somebody, you know, lots of people would consider a secure income. And on the weekends, he started building something. And so as he was building that, eventually... Well, let's call it what it is. So you imagine you're making six figures. You're, you're making six figures. And you have a nice house. You have nice cars. But there's still a part of you that's unfulfilled. There's still a part of you that knows that you would call for bigger things than just sitting around in an office at a desk, talking to people on a regular basis every day, helping them with their problems, helping them figure out how they're gonna, you know, advance in their careers. And yet you're still feeling that, that emptiness of, I still feel like I'm supposed to do something else. And then, one day I was in bed and I said, man, you know what? I got this, I told Chris, I got this, this goal. I got this, I got this vision of doing something called that's helping relationships, helping couples, singles and couples. And I decided to do something called BW the marriage guy. It was BW the marriage guy project. That's what it was. And BW obviously is Bruce Westfield. But for those that don't know, you know, Crystal and I, weeks we, we we uh, ran a marriage ministry at the church. We had done it together. Together we did it for eight years. Crystal had done it for about a good, about 10 or 11 years. She was doing it before her and I got married. But because we served, we were serving in that ministry, I was like, you know, there's so many people that need help, but they won't go to a church. So let me go ahead and start this. And I want to do a video once a week. So I got more excited about doing the video once a week, then actually going to the job. Mm -hmm. 
And then I started putting a website together and then I started putting resources together. Then I created, you know, me and Crystal created Marriage Grind where we would, I would interview, you know, some people who were doing some amazing things with singles and couples around the world. And it became more important than the job. And I said, man, I got to transition out of this because I got a feeling if I just do this thing, it could be something big. And many of you, you find yourself bored at your job you have no passion, you have no desire to do it at a high level, that's because you're supposed to be doing something else. You're supposed to be doing something else. And you haven't taken the time to think about it or to feel it out or what you're supposed to be doing. And instead of going and figuring it out, you'd rather stay where you're at. And that's not cool. You need to explore what you like, what you don't like what you're supposed to be doing because the moment that you figure out what you're supposed to be doing you just never know what opportunities will come from you making that decision yeah and there's you know there's risk in doing new things there's risk in stepping out but there's a lot more risk in staying the same and there's a lot more risk for your family in staying the same and keeping those beliefs that there isn't something bigger that or that you can't be a part of it and you can't do it. You fast forward to after that, we God called us to move and we came to Illinois. It's I think the brokest state in the I mean, state's broke. We're not broke people. It's the highest tax state in the country. Yeah. <laughs> it just overtook New Jersey. <laughs> so if we had actually had thought about that, we probably wouldn't have came, but <laughs> but we're still thriving. We're thriving here. Why? Because Illinois might might be broke, but we're not. Okay, and they might have high taxes, but that's fine because we we're here and we have to thrive wherever we are, wherever you're planted, you need to thrive. So when we moved here, Bruce, you found a job right away within the first month. Uh, we bought a house within the first month. Um, we only had to stay with my parents for a couple months. And when we moved here, we didn't even know we didn't there. There were no jobs. There was you know, that were secured. There was, um, you know, housing that was secured, but we knew because we had a belief and we were attracting that to us by our thoughts. And so even though the, the standard of living was technically, it was lower than California. Um, and Bruce, you kind of take took a pay cut as far as, you know, when you secure the job. So even though it was in the same industry, you took a pay cut. But that was just to get us, our family, into a home and then continue to, to work and establish. So Bruce would work Uber and Lyft on the weekends. He would drive. Yep. Someone with a master's degree working on their doctorate degree. Is that below him? No, it's not. Because securing your family, a legacy for your family nothing is below you to do that when you are sacrificing and so i i was working on my doctorate degree too taking care of the kids working a business um, health and fitness helping people get healthy and then from that as bruce was was learning and building uber and lyft and we got certified with the john maxwell team at the same time why because we wanted to do coaching speaking and training so all these balls are in the air was it too much it wasn't 
because we knew how to prioritize God and we knew how to prioritize our family. And so as we're doing that, Bruce eventually, was it a year, babe? Mm-hmm. A year yep. left that job. And let me tell you, the negativity and the words that were spoken about you, someone who's about to have a doctorate degree <laughs> going to drive Uber and Lyft was what? Tell me about that experience. You know, like, so I go and I put my two-week notice in and the thing is, um, I'm meeting with the vice president of the department and he's like, so why, do you, why are you leaving? I told him, I'm leaving because of, number one, I want to finish up my dissertation. I, I'm, and you know, I'm working, I've been working on this for a while, but I just feel like working full time here will not allot me the time that I need to finish up the last stuff that I'm doing. And I want to focus on my speaking business. So he asked me, well, what are you going to do to make money? And I said, well, I'll just do Lyft and Uber. And he looked at me like surprised because somebody would say, why would, why would somebody leave a corporate job to go and do Lyft and Uber? And you know, I asked myself that at the beginning, but then I thought happiness, peace of mind, more security, more security, control over my schedule, you know? I wanted to be in control of my own destiny and I didn't want a company to tell me what my destiny was. You know, many people, they depend on the company, not just to pay their bills, but they, they look for that security. People are looking for security when they're finding work, when they're going to work. And a lot of times you realize you can get fired any day. You can get let go any day. You could be doing a great job today and get fired tomorrow. And then you might have no backup plan. I was still doing Lyft and Uber on the weekends and I was I realized quickly, hey, wait a minute. This is actually turning into some good money here. And I start doing the numbers and I start doing the math and I said, if I do this number every day and I work five days a week, I can make this much money. And then I don't have to work two or three jobs to support my family. I can do one thing and still network in my car because of the type of car I had, I was able to get a lot of executives in my car and I'm having conversations with them, uh, you know, talking about leadership stuff, talking about personality things or talking about workplace issues and then pitching to them what I do, pitching to them my services and these people actually listen to me. I wouldn't have had those opportunities to talk to these people if they didn't get in my car. And if you didn't take that risk and go and actually say, yeah, I'll drive if Lyft and Uber. And people look at it like, oh, Lyft and Uber. And you got a, you got some things, you know, family, friends, um, coworkers, whatever, that will say things like Bruce experienced, but you still have to do it because not only did you taking that risk and us as a family, because we discussed it, take that risk, you also increased your opportunities to meet people and increased income, believe yeah. it or not. <laughs> exactly. And, you know, I tell people I've gotten, I've gotten more, I've gotten more conversations and more contacts. And I've actually, I'm still in the process of, of working through some details to get more opportunities to work with these companies. But the opportunities wouldn't be there to even work out if I wouldn't have had them in my car. The only reason I had him in my car is because of what? Lyft and Uber. <laughs> Straight up. Because because you didn't keep that mentality of working for someone else is a secure job. 
listen, just because you, you get paid well now, have n nice bonuses, um, you have a retirement fund, whatever, IRA, whatever it is that you think seems good, your CEO, your CFO, the president, vice president, whoever is, is at the top of your company, you are not their priority. I don't care what they tell you because at the end of the day, in order to save their family and their legacy, they will cut you quick and you better have something established before then. You better have some kind of side hustle that you've been working that you can, we're not telling you to leave your job. Okay, look, we did. We're a fully self-employed family right now. And we're not telling you to just go out and do that on a whim. We're not saying that. This is very calculated. And let me tell you, we work harder now than we did when we worked for somebody, okay? And and do we have a steady income? We do. Does it look different every week? It does. And do we work harder? Yes, but we also have time freedom. You have a more active role in the kids' lives. Um, I get more rest than I ever did because because Bruce is, has more time flexibility. Time is an even greater resource than finances. So if you're thinking that the job you're at now is secure, no, it's not. And if you already know it's not, but you're not doing anything on the side, listen, you have no excuse. You really have no excuse after this podcast at all. You don't know what you don't know, but now you know. Right. <laughs> so, right. and you have a couple who has been through it. And here we are telling you, so you have the internet, you have lots of free podcasts. This is a free podcast. Hey, we charge people hundreds, thousands of dollars to get wisdom from, from what we've experienced. We're giving you this value for free. And there's videos, podcasts, anything on the internet is open to you. All these freebies, you can invest time in yourself. Now, if you're t telling us you don't have the money, do it now. There's no excuse because if you value your legacy for your family, you start, you start there. That's right. That's right. Well, we want to thank you guys for joining us on this podcast episode. Um, Crystal and I, we have our own podcast platforms. Uh, Crystal, your, your podcast is called combos of crystal. Yep. And uh, mine is called uh, Grind Workshop Podcast. Check them out. They're on all major podcast platforms. Definitely there to add value to your lives. You can check out Crystal's website at www.crystalwestfield.com. And you can check out mine at www.brucewestfield.com. Also, if you are interested in taking a personality assessment, the DISC personality assessment, it is there to help you to get more understanding of who you are, how you act in certain situations, how you act in stressful situations, how do you act in the, in, in public, and what, how, what do you believe about yourself? It's going to help you get more clarity. If you are interested in taking a personality assessment, reach out to me, reach out to Crystal. We'll, send it, we'll, we'll definitely set something up because this is all about adding value to your life and you becoming the best version of yourself. And where can they reach out to us, babe? They can reach out to us on the Marriage Grind, Marriage Grind Facebook page or Instagram page. Just put in Marriage Grind and uh, look us up. You can go ahead and send us a DM and uh, we'll respond very quickly. Um, some people say, well, what is very quickly? Well, um, sometimes in an hour, sometimes a couple hours, sometimes it might be a few minutes. Just all depends on what we're doing. But anyway, reach out to us. We definitely want to help you. So thank you once again for joining us on this episode. 
And uh, we look forward to adding value to you on the next time. Bye.